You're listening to the Evolution Exchange podcast Nordics, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Sam Williamson. I help connect businesses with their tech talent. Today, I'm your host. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, the Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today is a special one. We're live here in Shape's office in Copenhagen. Today, we're talking all things AR and XR. My fantastic panel today comprise of two companies, we've got Cora and Shape. Um, we'll come to Cora first. Um, if you could introduce yourself, Payman, yeah, sure. we'll go along the couch. Thank you so much for having me here. My name is Payman Chani. Um, I've been living in Denmark for the last five years and last almost two years working with Cora as project manager. And um, yeah, that's all about me. Maybe you want to say a little bit yeah. more about Cora, yes. what we're doing. Yeah, so I'm Catherine and I'm a business developer at Cora. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Cora is a virtual reality, augmented reality production studio based in the Meatpacking District in Copenhagen. Uh, so we've been around since 2016. And we started kind of like a showroom where people could come in off the streets and just try the technology. At this time, not a lot of people have tried the technology. So it was kind of important for our founders, uh, Simon and Peter, to uh, democratize the access to the technology and, and, uh, and work from there. So we kind of, they kind of developed the, the business uh, uh, for people coming in and trying the technologies off the street. And we work quite, quite bo- uh, broadly, mm-hmm. uh, both within culture, marketing, arts, health, uh, healthcare, and mental health. It's a big, uh, big segment for us as well. So yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming today. I really appreciate it. And then over to our hosts today. Uh, Simon, yeah. we'll come to you. Yeah, hi. Um, well, thanks for having us uh, and thanks for Coming here um, <laughs> to Shape. Um, yeah, my name is uh, Simon, and I work at uh, at Shape. I've been working here for like six years, give or take, uh, as a principal iOS engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, Shape is a kind of a, a classic agency in that we do all sorts of different projects for various clients, um, but we have the twist that we're focusing on mobile development so for iOS and Android. Um, we also do some backend development, but that's mostly like to to support the, the native mobile apps. Um, yeah, and for the past, what, three years, we've been working on the IKEA Place app, give three, or take. Three, four years, yeah. But you can say much more about that. Yeah, so I'm Julio, uh, one of the iOS slash AR developers at Shape, and I work on one of these projects that uh, work with AR, and I have some game and 3D development as a background before coming, before joining in Shape. Fantastic. Thank you again for having us. Now we've kind of figured out and got a context around all of you. You've introduced yourselves. 
we've all gone through and, and prepared some questions and uh, we'll kick off from there, I believe. Mm -hmm. So the first question, AI is sometimes seen as quite a fancy tool, um, but how can it be really useful um, in, in the real world? And I think you, Julia, we'll come to you first. Uh, okay, so uh, first of all, this is not something new. Uh, we have some uh, so, some some forms of augmented reality throughout the the last thirty years, I would say. For example, uh, well, in the nineties, they introduced the heads-up displays in cars, where you can see the speed while you're driving. That's that's one you know analogic way of uh, augmented reality. Well, before that. Uh, we can say from the war, uh, fighter jets had or have heads-up displays, but nowadays the most modern fighter jets don't even have heads-up display. They have a head-mounted display where the pilot can see through the jet as if the jet wasn't there, right? right? Mm -hmm. So this is one idea. Well, we are talking about high-end tech, but also closer to us, uh, there are many utilities that you can have with AR. For example, you can. Uh, there are apps already that you can go. For example, in a supermarket, yeah. where it is full of shelves, and then you want to find one product, and then just you just type in one product, and it leads you to the right shelf and to the right position where you can just pick up the the. Uh, object that you want. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember Simon was trying, you can speak more about that, but uh, Simon was trying with uh, some AR uh, apps. Oh, so is it the chubby guy? No, for the for the okay. energy for the energy. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Or you could like <laughs> so not the chubby guy. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah, well, when you are pointing the device to an appliance at home, mm -hmm. and it would give out to you the uh, electric power consumption uh, live in AR, mm -hmm. so it's closer in education, for example. Um, uh, uh, med, uh, doctors, students, medicine students, they practice surgeries with uh, virtual reality or extended reality. Wow. Uh, in, and the list goes on. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I think it's um, it's not that new, but it's like kind of become a, a mainstream because exactly these different use cases that is like being spread all around different industries. Mm -hmm. Healthcare, as you mentioned, education, simulation, uh, for, for training purposes, arts even, and culture, like you can have location-based arts, like for example, we, we did like a location-based uh, um, art piece that mm -hmm. is like in uh, more than 13 uh, botanical gardens all around the world, and you are following a map uh, to see an art piece, which is uh, mm -hmm. made by Cora and also collaborating with the original artist. Mm -hmm. So, um, kind of like a Pokemon Go for yeah. contemporary art. Yeah, exactly. Say, yeah. yeah, I think thanks to uh, mobile phones, like smartphones, we are. It's like this technology is more accessible mm -hmm. um, to everyone to at least experience something with augmented reality. At least it's like Google Maps. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. yeah, I remember once I went to US, and then well, I it was uh, Baltimore, close to Washington, and I didn't know the address at the time uh, where I wanted to go, and I was going on foot, and just loaded loaded it in Apple Maps, and then started walking. Uh, I had my Apple Watch with me, and every corner that I needed. I was just looking at the, 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 the Apple Watch and it was giving me the direction whenever I had to do any interaction with the real world. So yeah. 
uh, even though it was not it was not a visual experience it was like a a, 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 a touch experience mm. right yeah. and then i could see with my eyes and mm. then do the actions based on that so it's also a kind of uh, augmenting the reality yes. not just through eyes but through all uh, other uh, sensations and yeah yeah but yeah i i, I tried uh what you're describing the navigation scenario but in an augmented reality um, context like not tapping on the arm but actually in, in a visual context and that's back to the the chubby guy um, yeah. that's, that's, that was my that's probably my favorite AI experience ever though it's quite simple um, there was this little I don't remember the name of the app but there was this little chubby guy and he was uh, he was only wearing underpants and then um, you, he would walk in front of you of course you like you had your phone uh, in front of you yeah. and then it would show this chubby guy And uh, he would walk in the directions that you should like. Mm. You should follow him yeah, to yeah. go to from A to B. Uh, yeah. And for someone like me, this is a super useful tool because yeah. I suck at finding my way, especially <laughs> when I'm at, on vacation. I'm like, if I I visited Paris uh, recently, yeah. I just walk with my head down in my phone to find my way all the time. Uh, so I don't really get to explore the city. Yeah. But if when I use this uh, this little gimmick, I could actually like see the world around me, and I just had to follow this guy. So I'm I'm really looking forward to the to navigation use yeah. cases. Yeah, or or like a virtual assistant, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you you're somewhere that you need like a visual assistant. Someone needs to take your hand and tells you, yeah, you have to go there, you have to grab this, and you have to do this that way, right? Yeah. But of course, as Julio uh, mentioned, this augmented reality is not only visual; it's also audio for people who are who are not able to see or uh, you know. So it can be also audio. So yeah, um, yeah like we we do lots of different projects because we're working with healthcare and education and training, and we use this technology cases exactly well. like marketing cases. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I wouldn't say that it's fancy anymore, but there are so many people that they don't know that what they're using is augmented reality, right. like mm-hmm. AR. So in that context, then it's like mm-hmm. I would say unfamiliar rather than fancy tool yeah yeah that's an interesting point mm-hmm. catherine from a business developer's point of view how is ar going to look like in the future how will it transform the way we live work because you're, you're working with that day to day right yeah i think you talked a bit about it like navigation point of view i think most of the companies and we're coming into those questions as well but most of the companies are working towards kind of a mix between i mean mixed reality a mix between virtual reality and augmented reality so mm. Having the glasses you have on now, having a digital layer on top, um, could be something that could be very useful for. Now we're talking about the navigation uh, yeah. case. Uh, I think marketing is a great tool as well, like uh, using using AR as a marketing tool to kind of immerse your audience. Uh, you have a mobile device that's every everyone has that, so kind of making portals into other worlds and immersive tool as well. Mm-hmm. So kind of finding the, the right uh, cases in marketing is something that we always try to do. But uh, like a, a key point for us when talking about these marketing uh, cases is immersiveness mm-hmm. and uh, engaging your audience. Yeah. 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 What about you guys? You... Yeah, you mentioned about the glasses. I wonder when that is gonna uh, come true because for now, when we uh, have any AR experience, uh, uh, mainly when speaking of mobile devices or even iPads, you have a limited 
view viewport yeah. like let's say a 5 by 15 centimeter screen yeah. or a 10 by 30 or whatever and then if you had a glasses on wherever you look you, you don't have to drive your attention back to one viewport right yeah. okay it's just all around you that would be awesome for example for navigation or yeah. any other yeah, yeah. there are some glasses already uh, that they give like a quite mm -hmm. impressive field of view Huh? Like uh, Vuzix, for example, but it's like very expensive. Like they have the, yes. their first uh, commercial glasses uh, announced in uh, CES this year, and it's like around two thousand five hundred euros um, or something like that. Uh, it, and it's just a display, you know. I think okay. I think if I want to compare it like with a similar technology in the history, I would compare it to phones and smartphones you know we uh, had like these mobile phones at the beginning and then they became smarter smart and smarter mm -hmm. i think it's going to be same with the glasses especially with uh, mixed reality glasses mm -hmm. that you can switch at any time if you want to see a layer or or augmented reality mixed reality interact with physical world and digital layer or you want to completely immerse yourself uh, into vr so um that's why I think this, some of these companies like Meta or, or HTC or uh, Apple are going towards uh, MR devices rather than either VR or AR because mm -hmm. this is uh, how it's going to be. And, but yeah, coming back to comparing to the phone, um, most of the uh, affordable glasses that uh, is out there, I'm actually having the second one tomorrow delivered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm very excited to try. Okay. What's that? It's uh, Enreal Air. All right. Yeah, so they are. They just provide a screen, yeah. so you can connect it to your Mac, com, PC, phone, uh, a Stream Deck, or if you can, you can even connect it to uh, cloud streaming uh, games, and you can have three or four screens as well as like a giant cinema screen for like two hundred and one inch. I'm just talking about this and and real air. So I'm very much excited. I want to try for like at least fifteen days in a row take it to work and um, not cycling, not driving and walking. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what does it mean that it's just a screen? Is there no head tracking? or? Yeah, it has head, head tracking. Right. It's like three uh, um, degree of freedom. So it tracks the rotation right. in all the directions, but not uh, forward and backward. Okay. Yeah, so um, I think at the beginning it should be like that because I just need a screen, you know? Mm. I don't want to like have my uh, head down all the time or like sit like that. I just want to, uh, you know, walk or while I'm cooking, I want to see something. Mm. So these type of use cases for type of mainstream, um, uh, so, so it, this technology becomes mainstream and then slowly, slowly, these glasses become smarter and smarter. So we have, like, they're already called uh, smart glasses mm. because we had glasses and then we are adding like, mm. uh, yeah, I think we need to wait until more technology is invented until uh, we really feel that they are changing something. Mm. But, uh, but is, yeah, it's kind of the development from flat screens, seeing all of, all of our interfaces being through flat screen, so having it in your field of vision mm -hmm. and having those uh, interfaces uh, yeah. right before you, you can say. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think it's like more like advertising and marketing, what you are advertising. So. Uh, I'm so excited about this glass because I can wear it everywhere and I can have my uh, screen with me and I can have my computer also. Mm -hmm. I can use like cloud um, uh, streaming games or, or whatever. 
uh, well, of course it's limited because I don't have controllers and, mm. and things like that, but there are other solutions for that if, mm. you, if you want to talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we've we've obviously mentioned the glasses. There's rumours flying around that Apple are going to venture into AR XR. What do we expect to see, Simon? I know. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is what has us really excited about AR at Shape, uh, at least right now. I mean, we're also super excited for AR on the phones, obviously. But uh, there are these rumours that Apple is going to step into the game with with a new hardware product, um, and everything's just rumours right now. We know basically nothing, but there's this rumour of a uh, of a headset that's gonna cost somewhere, I think the rumors are somewhere between a thousand and three thousand mm. dollars, more likely three thousand. <laughs> so priced around the same as HoloLens, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And the rumors are also suggesting that's like it's basically it's more the same use cases as HoloLens, yeah. more than maybe the Quest or similar. Yeah. Um, so these um, <clears throat> there are these rumors that you can connect the headset to your Mac and move your Windows mm. over on the headset. I believe the HoloLens does something similar. Uh, I haven't tried it, mm -hmm. but but for Windows, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, no. HoloLens is using this uh, hologram technology, which is a little bit different from uh, like virtual environments and things like that. So mm -hmm. you, you uh, uh, HoloLens is running on a Windows system. So you have the uh, Windows as you see on computer. You can open up a window in yeah, right, HoloLens. yeah, yeah. 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 And Microsoft Teams, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it works as like a, a standalone device, right? Mm. But um, but app, uh, yeah, I agree with that part that Apple wants to have like standalone uh, headset that also the chipset are more powerful than yeah. than the uh, the highest uh, mm -hmm. or the latest uh, iPad or iPhone so uh, yeah I, I, I assume that they want to have like put a laptop on your head you basically yeah. yeah basically yeah, yeah. I'm guessing they would use their own chips in the headset that would make sense yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah I think uh, in terms of if they're gonna change the, the industry I don't think I'm very skeptic about this <laughs> because what they're uh, we are we have like very high-end VR headsets, you know, um, but we don't have enough content mm. for for all of these things. So like content and tools um, are more, I think, at this level are more important than uh, a, a hardware. Mm. You know, I think we're good to start with uh, with the hardware that we have. We're good. We just need to focus a little bit more on on creating application and and. Uh, the other technologies are not moving as fast as the the hardware devices in in XR. Mm -hmm. We need uh, 5G and even 6G everywhere, mm -hmm. right? We need cloud more. computing yeah. to and also having access everywhere. Mm -hmm. But even like there are s some places like in, like industrial country like Germany, some some places your phone doesn't have uh, access. You know, yeah. it's uh... no. As, in, <laughs> as a developer uh, point of view, I would argue that as a content creator, I would argue that the hardware is not there yet. Mm -hmm. I face daily uh, many challenges when trying to apply some things that I don't have. I just don't have, mm -hmm. uh, for example, um, if I want to match 
uh, all the environment into a virtual environment with all the details and all that. Mm. For example, to paint a wall, yeah, mm. it's currently not good yet. Yes. I can't do that. Mm. You know? um, yeah, when and it's, if you think it's simple, it yeah, should yeah. be simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the hardware <laughs> can't do that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But when 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 I when I mean that we have the hardware is just um, in general, like you can have like high uh, high end. Uh, uh, kind of graphical experience on a PC VR, right? But with standalone VR, yes, I absolutely agree. And I mentioned earlier that we need to have more technology to be invented for 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 creating this. And it's like not only hardware technology, also software solutions like a universal scene definition or or um, which iOS has, like Apple has, which is amazing. You can move things around in different platforms with very very minimal. Uh, like manipulation on 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 uh, shadows or or materials and things like that. Um, I can explain a little bit better. Like it's actually pointing that purpose. We need to compromise. Uh, we need to optimize a lot of things in order to have a functional application in graphic. But but in our use cases with our clients, the the graphic is not always the the most important mm. thing, right? Mm. It's um, we are living in some a, a real world like this, and we don't want to replicate the same thing uh, in VR, right? Like lots of museums want to have like a twin a digital museum, which is boring, absolutely boring, right? You want to touch things, you want to feel things, and if it's if it looks realistic, it's not a good thing for museum, but it's it's a very good thing for uh, surgeon uh, training and simulations, mm. right? For for designing a, 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 a architecture and things like that. What uh, what I'm expecting these headsets that they already have and they already promised that they will have is just some kind of uh, environmental sense uh, sensors or depth sensors, mm. right? Like Meta Quest Pro was supposed to, and it was also advertised that they're gonna have, or it's gonna have a depth sensor. But when it came out, they removed that chip. But right? that's something Apple has been good at, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm very excited that's... about about this. But I'm still, we're, you know, um, when we talk with people that they haven't tried VR or they're not VR Pro, the expectations are very high, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> um, but if you if you talk to someone who spends at least a year a year so one sorry one hour a day uh, in VR and like working or creating some things or playing with VR then then you kind of get what what is missing there you know you kind of so it's really difficult job so um, when it comes to our clients when they come to our uh, company and they say we want to have a simulation realistic and all of these things and then we are very much limited to budget and then this is where the hardware comes and this is where like uh, how realistic you want it to be you want to you want to practice you want to get the muscle memory or you want to you know yeah. uh, be in the situation you know interact mm. with the environment right? exactly because uh, there are two uh, well two things in the same field but a little bit different for example, virtual reality is where you don't need to be as real as the reality, but you can create create your own virtual mm, reality. Exactly. Yeah. But now, for example, if you want an extended or at least an augmented reality, then you depend on the yes. real reality. Yes, the real with world. augmented reality, I absolutely agree with you. And then 
we are good for we are good with output uh, technology but we are not yet there with input technology mm -hmm. like uh, recognizing colors shading yeah. uh, mm -hmm. of the environment and reproducing that in virtual uh, stuff for example if i want to place uh, this microphone and a second one a virtual microphone on the side and uh, represent the same lighting and shading well i might do that after maybe two three weeks of work but uh, if it were there i could do just that just by placing that there you know yeah yeah i absolutely agree well when it comes to augmented reality or especially like mixed reality then we are not uh, happy with the devices that we have <laughs> it's like very much limited to handheld devices you know mm. the even the head mounted devices like MetaQuest Pro that has like RGB pass through uh, it's not there yet mm -hmm. yes but isn't this like an iterative process where a company like Apple or someone needs to put out something and it isn't it isn't what we want yeah. it's what they can deliver yeah. and then need mm -hmm. to iterate on it over the the coming years or should, should they just like Put it away and then release it in 10 years. Yeah. I, I think there's like an iterative process to this. Yeah. Releasing something, having people buying it and then iterating on it. And like, so I, I don't think we're going to get what we want. <laughs> that's, that's rarely how yeah, it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we will eventually. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I think I'm, I talk so much. I <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like, it's because we're all waiting for that iPhone moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to get it. But but I mean, it's definitely a step ahead towards yeah. the smart glasses that we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get it either. Uh, not right now, but, but I, I think so eventually. But I don't know, maybe I'm still in the honeymoon phase with, uh, <laughs> with AR and VR, because yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm quite new in this space, because yeah. um, I mean, I've started exploring it because Apple is mm. uh, supposed to, or like mm. rumored to release this headset. Um, and I just, I, I, I feel like it's an impressive technology. Yes. It might not be where we, we want it to be, but it's still impressive. Uh, yeah. And I feel like it's, uh, I, don't, I hope I'm not stepping on anyone's toes, uh, but it's like it's still operating in some verticals that are insanely interesting. Mm. Health, for example, mm. education, uh, yeah. arts, maybe mm. is, is also a vertical. Mm. But it's it's lacking that um, I don't know that the, horizontal connection that makes this meaningful in everyday life. Mm. So in that sense, it feels like if Apple were to release this tomorrow, it's a technology that's still somewhat seeking a problem mm. rather than the other way around. Yes. There are certainly some problems, but that's not for yes. me and you in our everyday life, probably. Mm. And that has me quite excited. Usually I'm not fond of technology seeking a problem, but because I really think this is an impressive technology, yeah. it has me excited. And I think Apple has historically proven that they are quite okay with this technology <laughs> seeking a problem. I remember, like, you probably also remember when the iPad was released. Mm. No one knew what they were supposed to use an iPad for, but now everyone wants it because yeah. they 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 make the demand. Yeah, and I, f I just I have this feeling that they can do the same with this. But I agree with you. Like we need to get the content because yeah. I was also pretty excited when we got the Meta Quest Pro in, mm. in the house. But it's like, but what are we going to show clients? How are we going to use like what valuable cases yeah. are there yeah. right now with the mixed reality? That's what I, I mean. I can paint uh, in mixed reality, and I have a yeah, yeah. A painting here, and I can do something yeah. over there. But I mean, yeah, and that, that's like the, the technology seeking the problem, right? We, we need of, the yeah, we need the software. We need the exactly. Yeah. Apple didn't become Apple until they 
build up really cool content for it. You yeah. Know? Like uh, like music, video editing, like uh, on on the device. Like wow, you know. Yeah. Uh, so this is what I mean. Like uh, we need good contents for for, and also, uh, it's I I don't know how to say it. It's a little bit rude to say, but I'm gonna say it <laughs> anyway. You can put your filters on it. <laughs> I think human beings is a very lazy uh, being, right? We are. Uh, inventing things to make our life a lot easier so we can lie down on yeah, the sofa yeah, yeah. and do things, right? Yeah. So this VR thing, it came um, to the mainstream a little bit from a gaming uh, yeah. perspective and we are trying to move it into other things, other fields and we expect the VR to be, uh, to take our daily life. No, I'm like, I play video games, also VR games a lot. At the beginning, I was doing it stand-up, and I need a big space because I want to run around. But now I just sit on the on the sofa, I lie down, and I move like that with my fingers, and I'm jumping, shooting, uh, like you know. Yeah. Doing also, at the end, I want to be comfortable and lazy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so with VR, it's so difficult to expect people to to use it in your daily life. But sorry, you don't. You shouldn't sit. I mean. It can be a good thing if we really want to uh, have a healthy, healthier life, right? Not sitting behind the desk for mm. eight hours, you know. But VR by itself is not going to, in my opinion, it's a very personal opinion, it's not going to be in our daily life. But MR and AR absolutely yeah. mm. going to be taking over mm. uh, computers mm. in 10, 15 or even 20 yeah, years. No. That's where the interesting use cases yeah. are. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Once you get there... <laughs> Because if you think today, uh, the smartphones are are an extension of uh, ourselves. I don't have to remember any address today. Yes. I can get mm. there. <clears throat> Anyways, I don't have to go to uh, an airport to buy my flight tickets. I can do just with my extension, my, my mobile phone. I can I Cooking, I don't have to be a pro yeah. in, in the kitchen. It's just go to my extension, the mobile phone. Mm. So, and it became part of our lives. And this VR, any kind of XR, yeah. uh, this is becoming more and more, uh, it's it's coming into our lives. And yeah. once you get there, I, I think it's going to be like our extension. Mm. Uh, we won't be able to uh, we won't be able to avoid mm -hmm. uh, yeah for example let's say if you have these glasses where it's just a layer in front of your eyes where you have the the reality but then you have all the information that you need in front of you yeah how can you get rid of that yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> exactly your address your whatever your website that you're navigating yeah. uh, driving directions that you need like you are you are in a car driving a hundred kilometers an hour you need to know the exit ahead you don't have to drive your attention off your your sight yeah. it's just in front of you yeah or anything like that yeah exactly yeah. exactly but yeah, I think VR will remain kind of a tool and yeah. accessible tool. Yeah, as an immersive technology, VR is absolutely great. You can isolate yourself or anyone and just put them into your dreams. You know, exactly. you have a world in your head and you can create it. You can create it. It's very easy these days to create 
not easy, but that easy. But it is compared to like uh, 10 years ago, it's very easy to create your dream world and then invite people to it. Mm. You know? It's interesting that you mention it because uh, I can see in 3D content uh, in, the, in the past, in, in, in uh, not very far in the past, uh, we struggled to have 3D uh, in screens. Nowadays, we decide whether we want the 3D world to depict the real world. I was um, many times uh, in a few 3D content advertisements, I was deceived by seeing that first time thinking, well, this is a real human being speaking. And it was not, it was just mm -hmm. a 3D yeah. model and all that. After like, I don't know, a minute I noticed that it was not yeah. a real human being. So we decide whether we want it to be reality or our dreams. There are so many uh, cartoons. Yeah. You see in 3D cartoons and all that, that they purposefully decide to look like a cartoon. Yeah. It's an option. Yeah, it could be our dreams, as you say. Yeah, exactly. This is what I mentioned about the museums want to have like uh, digital twins. And I said, no, because you're going to show me something that I see every day or I can go somewhere and I touch it. I want something dreamy. I want something uh, fantasies to come and add color and joy uh, to my daily life. So based on this, I, we don't need those high end devices. Right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Simon, you were super excited uh, yeah. with Apple bringing this hardware in. Why do you think Meta, these giant companies, Microsoft, are kind of moving away and pulling away from that XR space? Yeah, um, I don't think I'm the right one to answer that question, <laughs> honestly. Um, I don't know. Uh, um, who wants to jump in? I don't think any of us has the answer. Yeah. Because, I think it's speculation. Uh, yeah, 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 but I, we just have some guesses, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's beyond uh, content creation. It's about uh, current situation. You know, we, we are uh, we are post COVID. We exactly. are mm -hmm. we are having near uh, nearby a war going on, yeah. and it affects. So we, we had massive. Uh, how do you say in English? Layoffs, mm. layoffs yeah, they, in, yeah. in big companies. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's just a result of that. You have yeah. to drive your yeah. resources to where you have, where you can have income. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just that. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. It will be a, a huge investment. Like uh, exactly. as we discussed, we, mm. whatever is put out in the world now, that's not going to make you the big box probably because that's mm. not what people want. Yeah, mm. it's like and then, yeah. Then there's also a thing called ChatGPT. Yeah, <laughs> ten billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> there, yeah, there are different facts that came um, at the same time um, so like uh, virtual reality and augmented reality and digitalization became a big thing and then we, we needed them so much in the lockdown and when the mm -hmm. pandemic hit right so lots of companies started to uh, think about it and maybe invest in it and then af after the um, uh, COVID, as you mentioned, they started, uh, then the met the metaverse hype came and they uh, had some hands on on some of the VR headsets that they were like, oh, this is promising. We, we can we can invest on this. So they started to invest. And I think there also there's bad strategy from the leaders of those companies. Mm -hmm. I can make an example. I can mention names. It's all right. It's on the news. <laughs> <laughs> so, like for example, Meta. 
I don't remember the name of the uh, the the city or the old city and the new city of uh, Meta. Uh, uh, not Meta, sorry. The the VR department yeah. of uh, Meta. Um, sorry, I forgot. Reality Lab. Uh, he the the previous one was the guru of the video games. Hmm. He was a big guy in video games and stuff. So Quest and Quest Two became an Oculus became like the only mm. device for gaming mm. uh, for for virtual reality. And then was that the the Valve or guy or no different? no I think he was already in Oculus when right. I started. Mm. I don't really exactly remember. Mm. Uh, but now the current uh, uh, the CTO of the Reality Lab is a guru of advertisement from Facebook. Mm. So you can see like the the strategy is totally different now. They want to use this technology for advertising and marketing and all of these things, and so many uh, like top uh, VR studios that they they uh, like Meta bought for example or they hired or acquired. They haven't produced anything since Meta bought them. Mm. So um, this is only about Meta, and I think. Uh, all of these uh, big giant uh, companies, they, they felt that there is a competition about this. Um, who is going to be creating the metaverse? Who is going to play the main role of creating the metaverse? They invested so much and then the war happened. The post-pandemic um, uh, inflammation in the world happened and no one's going to know what, what is real, what is not real in, the, yeah. in terms of economy yeah. and all of these things. And then they started to pull out. Yeah, and so they got everyone slowly. talking about the metaverse yeah. and all of big companies kind of became, yeah. became uh, very mainstream yeah. to talk about a metaverse. Mm. But when clients come to us about yeah. and say like, what about the metaverse? What, <laughs> where's that? And yeah, we're yeah, like, exactly. well, there's not a metaverse, yeah, exactly. but it's platform, multiplayer virtual platforms, right? Yeah. So I think that kind of is yeah, one of those things yeah. that maybe it's a big... Exactly. Even, even Apple, like they were like, uh, Apple itself announced that they're going to say something about the augmented reality glasses in 2023. Mm. And now they postpone it and forget about it. Like... 2025, we will tell you something about it. <laughs> but what we're gonna give you this year, which they were supposed to give by March, and then they postponed mm. it to to July, June, when they have the developer come yeah, conference exactly. in July. Then they're gonna announce it there. It's not a AR glass, and it's uh, MR uh, yeah. headset. So I think uh, that's these are the at least the reasons yeah. I think. So we, you mentioned in your question. Uh, a few companies are going out while yeah. Apple is coming in. Uh, well, uh, I feel like uh, what these companies promised, mm. they didn't deliver. Mm. And at the same time, Apple is not not from now, but from a few years ago, from a couple of years ago, they are investing in augmented reality, especially mm. augmented reality. Mm. So, for example. They delivered a new framework for a room recogn recognizing room in, and also with Apple devices you can literally scan uh, an object and get a 3D model out of that, and they try to approximate the textures of that object as well to paint that, not just to have a, a white model or anything like that. So they are uh, since a couple uh, a couple of years ago already investing in that. So that's why I think they are putting more and more efforts on that. Mm -hmm. And the other companies, that's just it. Uh, I, th I don't think they delivered what they promised. Yeah. Everybody 
wants to see metaverse, but I where don't see it? anything. <laughs> where is it? Where is it? What is it even? <laughs> what is it even? But that actually reminds me of that. But that's a different question now that I want to ask you. Um, because you, you mentioned that Apple has been investing in different technologies that, through the previous years that are probably lining up to this. And I think uh, you mentioned the framework and scanning objects and so on. But I think a part of that is also spatial audio. So if you're in a virtual world, you probably want this spatial audio where audio is coming from around you, so mm -hmm. to say. Is that something we've seen in other uh, technologies? Is that, like, is that already out there with some headset that can do this? 3D audio that Apple is supposedly doing. It's uh, it's not something new. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, in around 12 years ago, I had a chance to work in an audio, uh, actually a TV company, but in the audio department. And this 3D uh, audio is already something that is from that time or yeah. even before. But for the, we have the in headsets yet. Like, does it? Does it? Mm. I guess what I'm asking is. Does it have any meaning in a VR world, or is Absolutely. it pointless? Absolutely, yeah. you cannot uh, uh, separate <laughs> audio from the visual, especially <clears throat> in in, in uh, uh, virtual reality immersive experience. Like I just mentioned earlier, that I'm a very lazy player. That like if I want, if someone is shooting behind, I don't turn my head. I just turn around with the sticker. But audio <laughs> is the only thing that makes me really. Uh, mm. Turn away, especially if I uh, try it with those headsets that they have like 3D built-in yeah. uh, ambient speakers, uh, or like have like a, a, a really good uh, old, um, studio uh, mm. uh, headphones that I can have 3D. It really make me turn back. <laughs> really, yeah. Well, um, my wife is very into accessibility. And once she was reading, uh, actually, I think she was seeing a, a video about a uh, Formula One game for blind people. Mm. And they could play like in the real speed and all that. And the developers had to work with uh, alongside blind people where they could hear nuances of the sound where like, for example, when the car was close to a wall or something, mm. you know? Mm. Uh, well, I, I didn't hear a difference. I, I would uh, just hit the walls and uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, they can, based on audio, based on you know whatever yeah, 3D yeah. audio, because again, you you yeah, rotate your head, the, yeah. the yeah, audio impressive. environment has rotated as well. Yeah, yeah all, like all senses are important, you know. Mm. Otherwise, we wouldn't have like haptic devices. Mm. Yeah. The haptic devices are like uh, adding them with like 3D sound and 3D visuals and. VR is like, ooh, out of this world. <laughs> uh, you don't want to come out of it <laughs> when you try a good one. Wow. You know? yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, the PlayStation VR 2 is, is having this uh, head uh, haptic feedbacks mm. that when you, uh, it gives you like shake in the head. Like, <laughs> so so it's you like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a punch oh, or something. Yeah. I haven't tried it, but I, I read that it has like a haptic feedback in the headset. So I have no idea how it is. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it came out today. So yeah, got that one ordered as well. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, yeah. I'd love to come to you on this one. Yeah. Um, how can XR technology be used to promote positive behavioral change? And I know you're doing some amazing things at Cora and what you mentioned in your introduction. We got some like examples of where you've been successful in that. Yeah, absolutely. So we work, as I said, in, in a lot in healthcare and we have a section in our company only working with exposure therapy. So people with anxiety 
uh, will be, uh, be exposed to the exact scenario that they are afraid of together with a therapist. So it's kind of a gateway of exposure therapy using uh, a VR scenario uh, to train them uh, in those scenarios that they are afraid of. So if you are afraid of, I'm personally a bit afraid of uh, elevators, and we have an elevator <laughs> elevator scenario where you can train different scenarios, what can go wrong, and you talk together with the therapist, talk about those, talk them together with the therapist, obviously. Um, yeah, and we also have uh, Hacker VR, which is our uh, uh, VR software uh, developed to treat uh, patients with schizophrenia. And I'm thinking Payman can talk a bit about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this is, uh, we're, we are doing this project with collaboration with uh, Danish uh, psychiatric clinics. And it's been six years that it's like on research. And it's been two years that it's on, almost two years on trial. And mm -hmm. this year we're trying it outside of Denmark. Mm -hmm. um, there are like cases, that anonymous cases that, that um, we get to hear about, like, there's like a 50-something a years old man who's been suffering from schizophrenia for 30 years. And after trying uh, VR therapy for 12 sessions, he doesn't hear the voice anymore. Yeah, so it's like the, absolutely insane yeah. Uh, uh, thing. Yeah, just to but, say what the software is. So you're externalizing your hallucinatory voice by creating the avatar you hear in your head uh, in VR. So mm. together with a therapist, you uh, sit and uh, and modulate the voices as they hear in their head and also what they uh, imagine uh, them to look like so you external externalize that voice as a human or as a human so they kind of learn how to uh, talk back and uh, and kind of control that voice mm. Um, so it's avatar therapy is yeah. a common tool in, in yeah. In so basically, form. you're visualizing yeah. your demon, but the demon is being controlled by a, a psych psychologist or a yeah. therapist. Yeah. So it's it's really uh, powerful, and um, and also f not only VR, even AR. When we have like some games that we made for uh, Novo Nordisk to uh, help children to ha to um, to use uh, injections especially uh, uh, what is it called uh, insulin yeah so um, so there is like a chubby guy <laughs> making fun and joke with them and trying to uh, to to help them so after a while after 30 days the, the children are not scared of the needles or insulin anymore and they do it themselves so yeah, so, uh, yeah. but it also has like uh, the negative side if you want to hear. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. we need to be balanced, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, the negative stuff is that th these type of experiences are for, for therapy uh, purposes. So, um, as long as there is a therapist and a, therap and a psychologist who is like observing the, uh, 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 what is happening in VR, I think it should be fine, right? Mm -hmm. It's also on the research. So, for example, this heck of VR, they don't let the person go if they say that they don't hear the voice. They're still in the trial to see if the voice is going to come back or if it's going to change anything mm -hmm. um, with this. But um, but talking about the negative uh, aspects of it, there are very famous examples of it, like uh, uh, 
sexual behavior in VR chat, for example, or in all space VR mm. that can affect really harmful for, especially for children. That's why there is age, uh, age limits for some of the applications, experiences, games, and, and headsets. But yeah. And believe it or not, when you embody your avatar in all space or yeah. in VR chat, you actually get, if I encounter you like this you will feel like i crossed your image uh, like intimate mm. limit kind of and you feel that in yeah, as an yeah. avatar as well yeah there um, sorry so it sounds a bit spacey but it's actually a, yeah. a common thing yeah and also yeah vr is an empathy uh, machine right so mm. you can you can use vr to create a lot of empathy uh, embody other people and and yeah. and get people in situations that they won't Uh, be in. Uh, yeah. Example, I can put you in a, a refugee. What's it called? Refugee camp. Yeah, and you experience what it's like to, to yeah. be there, and you create those kind of empathy. Yeah. Uh, the negative stuff. Uh, if you, you can work use it with to torture people. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> But uh, yeah, creating memories maybe for uh, elderly people with dementia. Mm. We can put oh. you in in a scenario that you might uh, remember or feel like oh I, I I remember that now when I was young or something that they don't uh, remember uh, often but then you take it away and yeah. what happens then yeah exactly so that's kind There's of some a, kind of addiction yeah. yeah there was like one uh, very famous uh, I think it's Chinese or J uh, Japanese I don't know the w woman that mm -hmm. lost her daughter and they they uh, recreated the, the daughter in VR for her so she could talk to her and very kind of realistic And after she tried, she d didn't want to come out, mm. and she had like psychological problems. Yeah. Right. So like ethnic and moral uh, behavior in creating the content is very very important. So uh, as as long as we have like regulations, that I think we we do we don't make anything at our yeah. uh, you know when someone co yeah. comes to us. Yeah, can think, can you make my grandmother and mistress so much? I'm like no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so I think criticals would say that, uh, yeah, the ethical problems that you have a power when you give something a VR headset and I've decided what the content is on because you get so immersed and so present in the experience. So I think, yeah, there's a responsibility of, of the content that you create as well. Exactly. Yeah. I think the final question for me, and we'll come down the couch, is how do the real world and the virtual world become interconnected and is it happening already? Yeah, this comes to what, uh, how I started. Uh, it's already happening mm -hmm. uh, since when the radio was invented. You know, even telephones were invented. This was already an extension of us. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, then uh, television. For uh, 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 in the future, uh, smartphones. It was, you know, a huge change in the human history and interactions. And well, in in my understanding, uh, AR or any kind of extended reality is is just an next step. You know, mm -hmm. when it comes, it's yeah. going to be uh, yeah. there. There will be no turning back. Yeah, absolutely, That no turning back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is some sort of augmented reality. We all know Pokemon Go, mm -hmm. which was was hidden somewhere in the nature, and you are it's part of the. Can you say that it was not real? You know, it was it is real because it's part of the 
uh, world and I interact with the world. And um, we also the teenagers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So many people hurt themselves. Yeah. You can say that it's not real. It is real. It's part of kind of interacting with uh, digital uh, layers inside their uh, physical world, and also with um, same with virtual reality. Uh, you can like Sony had few months ago, they had this famous um, sword art event in VR that you could go and try things and order and pay and then they would deliver it to your, to your place. So it is interconnected kind of, right? Yeah. We have location-based uh, uh, virtual reality that you put the VR headset, you go to a totally different place. But when you touch the sofa, there's, you, you see it as a stone, but here is like a... So yeah. it is kind of a... Um, interconnected but in that terms of alien way that we we expect to interconnect that i uh, i i there is a like there's a ball and i shoot it to that uh, wall and the wall gets destroyed if that's the expectation we are very far from that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. catherine i'd love to hear your thoughts on, on where we're up to i mean yeah i think we're all already uh, connected as Feel like during COVID, it became very, very present. I, all the virtual concerts, the virtual museums, we all kind of needed to get uh, get cultural and get interconnected and somehow and uh, in some way. And the only uh, the only uh, way to to do that was in the virtual. So I think my digital identity will kind of yeah, my real identity is interconnected with my digital uh, identity as well. So it's kind of more. Uh, more of a when does it become even more, I think, yeah. And especially when talking about the smart glasses, uh, will we have uh, IOTs everywhere, like sensors that can kind of curate my my digital world and um, will I have a like more uh, expand uh, form of Siri, like a digital assistant that I can talk to and that will, create my digital world as well and have all my personal data in the cloud and you know all these kind of technologies will kind of emerge uh, in that way so yeah. last but not least Simon your thoughts yeah I mean totally agree I think uh, the, the, the virtual world uh, and the real world is already very connected and as you mentioned we've all been there through COVID everything mm -hmm. was virtual all of a sudden mm -hmm. uh, I mean going to the theater quizzes everything was virtual um, and I think that's just that's just becoming more and more and AI is the next step, uh, AR and maybe AI is the next step. Mm. Uh, I think you, you briefly, briefly mentioned the uh, chat GPT mm. before and that's also like, that's also kind of a virtual world you're stepping into once you start chatting with chat GPT yeah. mm. and if you're careful it's, it's, it starts to invent a completely new world or yeah. uh, these jailbreak examples where it just makes up facts or whatever um i think that's just just here to stay and that's becoming more and more and i'm i mean i'm quite excited to see what actually happens when we combine ai and ai i'm sure someone has done it but like what happens when i can put on my ai glasses and i can ask chat gpt or whatever what what it is i'm looking at yeah something just like imagine chat gpt just with a humane in interface yeah exactly yeah i mean that'll be so yeah. yeah, but then uh, some other uses, for example, let's say you are a drone pilot, but instead of piloting one drone, you are going to pilot a cloud of drones, but you can't do on your own. Well, there are already uh, uh, solutions for that, but let's say then that you have AI where you drive a drone, but you have AI, the artificial intelligence, 
where can help you or can control uh, everything about your other cloud or the other drones. Uh, so yeah, it, it can be very, very interesting. It can, it can just go yeah. on and on. Yeah, like we mentioned earlier, like now we're talking about artificial intelligence and, and immersive technology. We mentioned earlier that we don't have content, you know, for for VR. Like in terms of content, can talk about it. We can categorize it. But um, what it means to have a content, like application, digital layers, or three D models, or or whatever. Um, what is very difficult right now is to create three D uh, models and and optimize them for VR and, and AR. Mm -hmm. So. We already have some some AIs that create uh, paintings or drawings, like Dolly, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And soon there is this company called uh, sorry, I'm really bad with names. Something with Studio that they promised that they uh, have like text to 3D model with mesh and texture, everything mm -hmm. ready for for game engines like Unity and Unreal. Mm -hmm. uh, so you just text what you want, and then it will create the 3D model in a split of a second for you. Mm. So imagine having that, so it's gonna, you put on the VR headset and then you start to make the, your um, your dream in VR, right? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about dreams a lot. <laughs> I love it guys. Well, yeah. I think it's a great point to finish on. Um, really would like to take this time to thank Julia, Simon, Catherine Payman uh, for all your insights and, and knowledge and hopefully the listeners enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, this has been the Evolution Exchange. See you next time.